Happy Friday, everybody. Welcome back to the Dinner Dialogue. Today, we have David Max, the CEO of Mediapedia and the co-owner of both the Sports Publishers Group and the infamous HuskerMax.com. David, to get us started, would you mind sharing us a little bit about your background and your history in the industry? Well, my history in the industry got started, you know, back in the late 1990s. Um, uh, my career at the time, I was a physician assistant. And I had a patient with a broken foot, and I always ask people what they do for a living because I may have to write in my work note. And he had a software program that blocks access to pornography on the Internet. And so that was my initial entry into it. And so I started a website uh, featuring the software and then my other passions around it. And one of them was Nebraska football. And I got approached by uh, a, a group of uh, people that were from Texas that were putting together uh, a fans network, like Husker fans, Sooner fans, and so on. And they wanted me to be the Nebraska site, you know, just based upon the little stuff that I had on there. So I, so, so I, um, went for it and then while i was doing research and trying to build out the website i came across um, a free geo city site uh that was run by joe hudson and and uh, he had all of his content all the way back to 1890 so i sent him an email and i said you know what would you charge me to put that content on my husker fan site and he said you know for you um there's no charge uh, because you're the first person to ask everybody else just steals it and you're a Nebraska fan. So I said, well, this is a good guy. So at the time I was working um, with a uh, gentleman that had uh, uh, the website Autopedia. And, and so I told him, I said, look, I want to do sports and I can't do all sports, but I want to do Nebraska because that's my passion. You know I mean? I, my, uh, Dad bought season tickets when they built the South End Zone in 1964, and we still sit in those seats. It's not this year, but we, right. we we had every year prior to that. And so so I uh, created a uh, partnership with Joe for for Huskerpedia, and we we launched in 1999. And at the end of the first month, we had 400,000 page views, and uh, you know we peak sometimes around 10 million now. In a monthly monthly basis, so so um, you know, fast forward, and we got into some uh, difficulty with my Autopedia partner, and we we settled things out, and so Joe and I ended up with uh, Huskerpedia. But during that time, we uh, had to change it to Husker Max because the previous guy actually stole the site from us, and we had to sue him to get it back. So we we won the lawsuit, and we moved on, and. It's, it's been great ever since, you know, so, so, uh, you know, at the same time that this was going on, uh, I, we had the content, but we had, he stole all of our traffic. So I said, how are we going to get traffic? So I said, well, that's at the same time Nebraska was going into the Big Ten. So I reached out to Big Ten websites. And the first one I reached out to was Hawkeye Nation, you know, which was, which was an Iowa site. And uh, talking to the owner at the time, his name was John Miller, and he he and I were kind of crying in our beer about how, you know, the the major advertisers will will sell it for a dollar and give the publisher 10 cents. And I said, well, how are we going to compete with that? And I said, well, all we can do that is with volume. So we came up with the idea, which eventually became Sports Publishers Group, 
which aggregated a bunch of us independent website owners so that we could negotiate as a group with some of these large agencies. So we've had relationships since then with, the, you know, USA Today, IMG, you know, which yeah. is now um, Learfield IMG and, and others. And, and it's, um, it, it, it makes a lot more difference when you're talking about, you know, 300 million impressions as opposed to 10 million impressions or 20 million impressions. Sure. So that, that gets everybody's attention. And, and so we've, uh, been doing the sports publisher group uh, since around 2014, and it's it's kind of uh, grown somewhat exponentially uh, over over that time frame. And you know, it's it's where you have to provide the value add, you know, to the publisher because publishers want to be publishers. They they don't, they don't want to be out there, you know, tracking down ad agencies and replying to every email. I mean, all publishers get get solicited all day long, every, every day, you know, and they don't know which ones are legitimate, and which ones are not, you know, so, right. so I typically we'll make Husker Max as the guinea pig and test them out. And if they test out well, then I'll promote it to the rest of the sites and they have the option of, of taking it or not. And, and it's, it's worked out well over the years. And, you know, we've had the um, ups and downs with, uh, with COVID this last year, but, but uh, you know, I think we're recovering nicely. Yeah, no, I'd say I'd say the sports industry is definitely getting back to it. Now, the 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 start that you had in the industry is really interesting because I I don't think I've run into somebody that's gone from the medical profession as a PA and then over into the ad industry. So, did you think that at a certain point, Husker Max, Mediapedia, Huskerpedia would grow as large as it did, or was it more of a kind of like a side um, a side hustle for you while you were being a physician assistant? Well, it, it was it was a side thing at the beginning, you know, because it's, and and it, um, you know, it was more out of passion. I mean, I was, yeah. I mean, I'm passionate about the team, you know, and 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 I've, uh, you know, through the website, I've developed relationships with with people that I that I, you know, cheered for and admired, you know, you know, back in the '70s and '80s, you know, so yeah. you know the Johnny Rogers and the Vince Ferragamos of the world, and now 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 they're personal friends, you know, they they. You know, when my mother was still alive, they would call her on her birthday and all of these things. You know, I mean, those those are priceless things that you can't get anywhere else. Yeah. <laughs> you can't pay for. And so so there's there's an intrinsic benefit, you know, uh, to, to being associated with the website. And, you know, the other thing that's that's also been uh, of benefit is, you know, working with a lot of these um, nonprofit organizations, you know, like Tom Osborne's teammates and and uh, Team Jack and all, I mean, you know, um, they sold their, their first t-shirt at our tailgate in Lincoln, That's you know, cool. several years ago. And now uh, Team Jack Foundation has is, is, uh, raised millions of dollars for, for cancer research, you know. So just to have a small part in that is, is, uh, is a big side benefit. Yeah, That's really cool. And it's an altruistic nature to the the sports publishing group and the company you've created and then of course as you said just there's a ton of passion there and that's kind of kind of where it all started well i'll tell you another one of those side stories um 
we we have tailgates in Lincoln all the time for for our members on our bulletin board, and you know, and a lot of the alumni chapter people uh, come to them. And you know, the guy from Kansas, from the Northeast Kansas chapter, came up to me at a tailgate years ago and said, "David, I got this idea. So I want to have." Uh, an event in Lincoln when the team is on the road and the hotels are empty and I get sponsors to pay for the hotel rooms and get people to, to supply the food and everything. And I want to do it for, for veterans and their families. And we're going to call it Husker salute. <laughs> and, <laughs> and he, he, um, um, I, I told him, I said, I said, do you have any idea how, how, how much that's going to involve? And, and he, he just, he didn't listen to me. I said, the fortunate that he didn't. And, and um, so I think this last year, we didn't, they didn't do it last year because of COVID, but they've been doing it now for 10 years. Right. And, right. and they, they, uh, they have at least 300 veterans and their families that come to Lincoln and stay at the Cornhusker hotel on, in Lincoln on a, on a game day when the team's on the road. And, and, you know, so, you know, just to be a part of that is, is, is uh, rewarding. That's very cool, and that's still going on. So every every same. Yeah, yeah, they'll, they'll they'll have it again next year. Just huskersalute.org. Okay, that's really cool. I'll have to check that out. So, really quick for everybody watching, could could you break down the I think where Sports Publishers Group, where MediaPedia and Husker Max sit in this very large ad industry ecosystem we have. Well, you know, you, you have to be flexible and, and um, you know, go where the trends go. And, and you know, when, when things dry up, you got to find something new and different. I mean, you know, uh, we had a, a very good relationship with IMG before the Learfield IMG merger. And when that happened, uh, they didn't have enough inventory to farm out to the independent publishers. So that kind of dried up. And we had the same experience a few years ago with the Big Ten Network, same thing happened. You know? So when, when those things happen, you gotta, you gotta find other alternatives. And we do you know, different, what I call non-traditional advertising things where, where I, I, I just started one uh, this last week with um, Vince Ferragamo. I mean, Super Bowl quarterback, you know, Nebraska quarterback uh, for a couple of years, uh, you know, back in my day, back in the 70s. <laughs> and and he um, has a real estate office in, in Anaheim, California, and, uh, and a mortgage company, and they're licensed in all 50 states, you know, so uh, we're promoting, uh, you know, get a home loan or refinance your mortgage with Vince Ferragamo. And, and uh, <laughs> Uh, we've already got leads. So, so that's not like a typical banner ad, CPM, RPM type relationship. It's, it's, a, it's a, a cost per acquisition type relationship. And it's, it's, uh, um, it's turning out well. Right. That's, that's really interesting. So it's not just a direct sold campaign. You're, you're looking at the actual metrics and how you're bringing on, I think, different pieces to your advertising pie, right? Right. Okay. Well, and the other thing is that we have a relationship also with uh, NRG Media, which uh, does the broadcast for the for the Husker games, you know. So, so that's uh, that's a partnership that that uh, you know they they uh, sell direct advertising campaigns within the state of Nebraska, and and they also um, you know promote Husker backs on their broadcasts, you know. So so that's that's how um, you know it's kind of like our 
verbal search engine optimization. <laughs> yeah. Very cool. So I think you're touching on a really cool point that already kind of beats me to the advice for some of the publishers, but I'll expand on it a little bit is the fact that it sounds like you've really just taken what the industry throws at you and adapt to it, right? Especially in the sports industry. So my question for you is with, with the way last year went and how sports, sports was impacted and now it's, it's on the up and up again. Can, do you have any foresight into what you think, um, the ad industry and how it's going to respond to sports in 2021 or your plan or any strategic initiatives you want to say, I may be getting in front of that. Well, I think it's going to be the same as, as fans in 2021. I mean, you know, the, the fans in 2020, you know, couldn't go to the games, couldn't, couldn't do all this stuff. And, and there's, so there's, there's, there's a lot of pent up demand, you know, for this. I mean, they just uh, canceled our, our uh, trip with, to Ireland to, to play against Illinois. You know, that, that just got canceled, but they're talking about doing it again next year, 2022. And, and I think, you know, when, when fans can start getting back into the stands, you know, the advertisers are going to follow and the advertisers are going to be there and they're, they're, they're going to want to, they're want to get their, their, their voice and their product in front of, uh, in front of this, uh, pent-up demand from the fans. Yeah. <laughs> if Nebraska ever makes it to the Rose Bowl, well, you know, which the last time was like 2001, uh, you know, the demand at that time, of course, at that time, we had, we had uh, 9-11, you know. So, right. so, so I, I had a whole bunch of tickets and nobody to sell them to initially. And, and it, it, uh, it all turned out okay. But, but uh, uh, we... We have, you know, the the potential for for the rebound to be substantial. Yeah, and there, there's there's other things that have that have come on come on board recently. Uh, you know, the online gaming, you know, the DraftKings and the FanDuel's and and that type of stuff. You know, so so that um, I think is going to uh, become a part of the revenue pie going okay. forward and you know the other thing that's been transitioning the last uh, couple of years has been video online video and you know if you can start creating your own original content then then um you can do that but there's also other content sources out there that that you can use as well so so there's there's plenty of things that you can pivot to yeah and hopefully if uh the huskers make it to the rose bowl Dinner will be out there too at Arizona. I, I, we could use a little different weather. So, um, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, just to a bowl game. <laughs> that, <laughs> that would that would be nice. So, I don't know if you would be open to expanding on some of those strategy because, as you said, pent up pent up demand. You're you're talking about exploring video. You're talking about exploring some of the things around DraftKings. How does how does that pent up demand and the way that 2020 is going to be going? impact the way that you look at your ad strategy? Well, um, I, I don't think it is, it's going to change a lot from what we're currently doing. I mean, we're, we're, we're always, you know, listening to and talking to um, new um, ad agencies and, and different uh, people. You know, and I always take the conversation, you know, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, it's not always, you know, that, that you're going to, um, follow through on a lot of this stuff, but, but there's, there's, uh, you know, there's different opportunities 
that are always presenting themselves. And it's just a matter of, of, uh, you know, whether they fit into what you want to do. You know, you, the, the other thing is you have to get the happy medium where you're not overwhelming the website with advertising. I mean, that's, that's kind of a, you know, ongoing constant complaint that you get. And, it, and it's a matter of, I mean, everybody wants to do these leave behind ads and the pop-ups and all stuff. And we, we don't do any pop-ups at all or, or, you know, you know, interstitial ads in between page views and stuff like that. Cause it just, it just slows down the site and slows down the, the user experience. So, so you got to keep the user experience in mind. Yeah, no, that's, that's a really good point. I think uh, even on our side, talking with some publishers, uh, it, it's almost counterintuitive. You think add as many ads as possible to a site and it's going to make right. you more money. But in reality, if you maintain the user experience, if you, if you pay close attention to those, those ad density rules, having three to four ads on a page, you're actually going to do better. I um, mean, I think that's, right. That's something really interesting and comforting to hear from your side too. Um, wh- what kind of advice would you have? You kind of touched on a couple pieces already, but advice for publishers right now, and it doesn't need to be necessarily the sports industry and some of the, the publishers there, but as a whole, publishers navigating the ad industry right now, any, any golden nuggets for them that you'd share? Well, I mean, you, you, you want to have a blend of direct campaigns and programmatic campaigns and, and the more direct campaigns that you can, that you can put in there um, to actually compete against a programmatic to actually create a, a bidding floor because, you know, all the programmatic is, is done on an auction bidding ba- basis. And if, if you have um, like some type of a, like a hundred percent fill campaign, that'll pay you, like a small amount, like 75 cents or a dollar, it's worth doing it because that way the programmatic people won't get any of that inventory. Yeah. And it also, you know, knock on wood, uh, it keeps away a lot of these uh, malware type advertisers. And, you know, that used to be a big problem, you know, two, three years ago. And, and it's, uh, it's gotten a lot better, you know. I think with with the ads dot text uh, edition, I think that's that's made a big difference. And and uh, you know, having setting floors on on what you'll accept, you know, because you know these spammers aren't going to pay you know a dollar or fifty CPM to uh, to uh, to spam your site, you know. <laughs> yeah. So so that's um, one. And like I said, and then you know, also depending on what what the publisher content is, you know, and if you're, if you're a hunting site or a fishing site, you know, you want to reach out directly to, you know, the Cabela's uh, or the Bass Pro Shops of the world and say, Hey, you know, can you hook me up with your ad agency so we can uh, get you something that's cheaper than going through Google. Yeah. That that's really a really good point. I think the, the, the way that a lot of people look at programmatic and direct and, and house campaigns and things like that is they're separate parts of the pie, but, the way I'm hearing and correct from wrong, but you're, you're essentially using your programmatic deals and your, your direct deals as almost a way to compete with each other to get the right. most amount of money. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. You know, so, and, and that's, it's, it's, um, you know, like I said, you know, like this, you know, Vince Ferragamo, Johnny Rogers, I mean, Johnny Rogers does the thing with, uh, with, with uh, Medicare insurance and our medical insurance and, and it's you know to 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 run those as with the with the floor price that they 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 get filled, but they also create a bidding floor for the programmatic people so that they don't they can't get in there you know, and I do a a lot of um, 
uh, direct ads for, for, for these nonprofits at, at no charge, you know, like yeah. team Jack, you know, I'm, I'm, we're promoting uh, uh, Andy Hoffman's book uh, yards after contact and, and all, all, you know, so that, you know, <laughs> they, they keep a hundred percent of the sales, you know, so, so that's, it, it's worth it. And then, you know, this, another thing that I do is, is I work with, um, Mike Osborne, you know, Tom's son on, on the merchandise side, you know, so Mike has a uh, merchandise uh, business, Nebraska merchandise business that he's had for, for decades. And so he handles everything, you know, the fulfillment, uh, the ordering, the customer service, the whole nine yards. And, um, and, and I just get a revenue share, you know, yeah. so, so that, and, and we'll, we'll run those ads to, to, to help that floor. And, you know, the, the other revenue stream is um, ticket sales. So, uh, you know, with, when COVID happened, uh, a lot of these ticketing agency companies that did it on an affiliate basis, uh, you know, kind of started to dry up a little bit, you know, so, so it's, you know, I'm going to investigate, you know, possibly working directly with a, a Nebraska-based ticket broker for, for this coming fall instead of going through these programmatic guys on the East Coast. Yeah, smart move. All right. Well, so, so those, those are some of the things, you know, this, this is the off season for us. And this is, this is the busy season because we get prepared just, just like people do for, for, for the Christmas rush, you know, the, the retailers, you know, so this, this is our prep season, yeah. our spring, our spring football. Yeah. Well, and it seems like you're always, you're always kind of thinking of a new creative solution. You're, you're trying to get ahead of the way that the, the, the season might change. And you're, you're already thinking about, like, like you mentioned, Rose Bowl, things like that for, or the game over an island, you're talking about 2022 already. And that's right. like getting ahead of the season. And that's specific to the, the sports ad industry. But at the end of the day, I think that's probably really good advice for anybody in the publishing industry. Um, try to get, try to get a, a year ahead, take a look at what's actually going on um, right. with the third party cookie going away. A lot of the ID issues that we're running into right now. Yeah, and, and it's it, it, like I said, it, it's always um, it's always changing, and it's and it's always you know you're you're gonna there's gonna be another IMG type entity out there that that's gonna that's gonna come on board and it's gonna that's gonna uh, say hey you know we we've, we've got a we've got a better mousetrap that, that we want you to try out you know <laughs> so so. Um, um, you know, you've got to, you've got to innovate and you got to, you got to, you got to react. Yeah. Well, David, it's been awesome having you on the, on the dinner dialogue. Would you mind sharing what's the easiest way for the publishers watching today to reach out to you and then also reach out to the, the different arms of the company that you you're operating? Well, the, the sports publishers group website is sportspublishersgroup.com. you know, with an S after sports and an S after publisher. And, uh, you know, my contact is at the bottom of the page on huskermax.com. And, uh, you know, my email that I've had for 25 years or whatever is bigredmax at Yahoo <laughs> or bigredmax at Gmail. Either, either one uh, will get to me. Awesome. Sounds good. Well, I'll make sure to post that up in the, the comments and, of course, on the original post. David, thank you for jumping on the show. Everybody, thank you for watching. And if you have any comments or questions for David, go ahead and leave them in the comment section below. Please like the video. And if you've got any ideas on who else you'd like to see on the Den Dialogue, please leave that in the comment section below. David, thanks again for joining us today.
Thank you.